Welcome to the Locum Strategist Podcast. My name is Simon Parsons, and I thank you for joining me here today. I am excited to be sharing with you valuable insights, tips, and strategies as it relates to using locum tenants to make some extra money or design a lifestyle that gives you more flexibility and freedom. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share with anybody who could use this information. Well, hello there. I am so excited to be with you. And this is the very first episode of the Locum Strategist podcast. Now, this is something that I should have put in place a long time ago. I actually have another podcast back in 2020 when things were pretty dark with COVID. Uh, I was really interested in mindset and personal development. I still am. And I started a successful podcast talking about that. And I don't know why I didn't do this when it comes to locums because uh, I've been in the game for quite a while. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. I also love marketing as well. So I was thinking about the other day and I, you know, I always get people asking me questions about locums and I love sharing whether you're a client of mine or not. I love to provide as much information and knowledge as I can. I also do a lot of business coaching, some high level business and sales and marketing coaching. Um, outside of this, I've got my own separate company. So this felt really good to me. This felt very natural. And so on today's episode, I want to welcome you here as well as uh, teach you about the top five reasons why people do locums. And before I dive into that, I just wanted to give you a quick intro and story and tell you how I got here. So when I was younger, I, I thought I was going to have a pretty average life. I was not definitely not a big thinker, very average, and that was pretty much all I was around. All my friends were very average thinkers, and uh, I was not too excited about going to school, uh, to going to college specifically, and working and paying all kinds of money for doing more of what I didn't like. And I thought that that was the only way to success. I didn't realize that there was other forms of intelligence and things that you know I could be passionate about, as well as making money and creating a life for myself. But I just thought that there was just one way. So I never really thought that I was going to have too much success in life. And um, it was so interesting because one day one of my buddies came up to me and he asked me, he's like, Simon, uh, do you want to come get a job with me at the local country club? So I grew up in Salt Lake City. That was a Salt Lake City country club. And I was like, sure. And you know, he's, he's like, do you want to be a dishwasher? And I was like, no, I do not want to be a dishwasher. Is there anything else? And he suggested that I become a busboy up there. And so it was the, at the bottom of the rung, so to speak. But, it, you know, the difference was it put me forward facing to uh, work with the members of the country club, which typically are very affluent people, very big thinkers, very resourceful. And that was a really good experience for me. Over the years, I, you know, I ended up uh, becoming a, a waiter and then a bartender and then getting into leadership at the country club. And I spent a lot of time uh, in my early adulthood at the country club. And I got to know a lot of these men members so very well. Many of them became mentors to me and taught me a lot about life, a lot about thinking bigger, a lot about money and being more resourceful. And so even though I didn't go to college, this is where I felt like I learned the most. And uh, when I was about 26 years old, my gen the general manager of the country club, he could tell that I was really interested in building businesses, but I was too scared to go do something on my own. So he ended up giving me some money and kicked me out the door, sent me on my way to go find my place as an entrepreneur. Now, I had a lot of ups and downs from there. There was times where I failed massively. There was times where I succeeded big time. 
And, uh, you know, eventually one of my businesses, it was doing really well. I got into online, um, an online, I built an online business where I was uh, brokering parts, physical products. And I was pretty early on on this. And so I did very well with that for a while. But eventually it caught up to me because I could not keep up with the Amazons and the Ebays. With physical products, it can be a race to the bottom, right? People can make stuff for cheaper and cheaper. And it was really uh, becoming a situation of smaller and smaller margins. And eventually that collapsed my business. With no school, with no education, I didn't know what to do. But I figured that sales might be a good place where I could make some money uh, because you know you can do very well in sales. You're a little bit more in control of your income because you can influence your pro- productivity that way. Uh, hadn't, I really didn't have a lot of experience though. The only job that I had ever applied for was at the country club, but luckily there was a place that let me in. The funny part is I, I went on to Google and I was searching, what is the best place to work in Salt Lake City? And there were several lists that came up, but one of them was the Forbes 100 that talked about the best places to work. And number three on that list, this was Forbes 100 nationwide, but number three on that list was a local company called CHG Healthcare. And I didn't really know a whole lot about it, but I was like, okay, Google is number one. CHG is number three on this list. I might as well start at the top of a company like this and see if I can get in. But it was interesting because I I applied once. And at the time, there was probably about one applicant accepted or hired for a job for every 99 applicants. And, you know, I, I had to go through seven different interviews but they saw something in me just like the my old gen, general manager did and they gave me an opportunity to work there and it was such a good fit. I was able to start building my book of business and sales at CHG Healthcare as a locums recruiter for general and trauma surgeons and I did very, very well my first year and then every year after that. It's been an absolute blessing for me. It's provided me with a very wonderful lifestyle that helps me do whatever I want with my family and with my kids and then also the flexibility to do things like create a podcast and uh, to have a side business. So, and also have time with my family, which is really important to me. I've got three kids. Uh, we adopted a son in that time. After I started at CHE Healthcare, we took in a boy who was neglected and abused. And um, eventually he became our son. We adopted him and then loved being a father. I didn't know that I liked to be a dad, but ended up having two beautiful girls after that. So that's kind of my story. And I want to share with that that with you before we dive into the five top reasons why people do locum tenens work. So my role is technically a sales role, but I don't see myself as a salesperson. I feel like I'm more like a consultant. I want to know what it is that you want. I need to know the why behind it. And then I'll give you the how, whether that's with me or without me. One of my favorite things to say is like, I don't need to worry about my paycheck if I put your paycheck first. So uh, I feel like I'm a little bit different than a lot of people in this industry. I know you guys are probably getting uh, hit up by millions of recruiters all the time. And I definitely have never been one that wants to be a part of a vast pool, a vast crowd. So uh, whether it's this podcast or the consulting that I do with uh, physicians that I work with, my goal is to you know, instead of sell you on something, ask your availability, you know, all that boring stuff. What I, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask you is like, what is it that you want? And then you'll most likely say that you want to make some extra money. And then I'll, you know, okay, tell me a little bit more about that. Why is that important to you? And sometimes there's some external reasons. Sometimes there's internal reasons, but really if I ask you those questions, 
Uh, I want to find out your what, your why, and then once I know that, then I can prescribe the how. And I think a lot of recruiters make the mistake of always trying to sell the how, you know, talking about locums, talking about this and that, without really understanding what a doctor wants and why that's important to them. So that's kind of why I wanted to start with this first episode to cover uh, why is it that people do locums. And I think it's also important because when I know that, um, you know, it, it helps me on a deeper level because sometimes I'm not the person who has the answers. You know, maybe it's somebody else that can help them out with that. But um, when I operate from that what, why, how mentality, I feel like I'm very successful for myself as well as the people that I work with. And it takes me out of the position of being very needy for money, needing for deals, and really feels good to help other people and add value in that way. Now, as you can imagine, when I'm asking those questions, you know, what is it that you're seeking? Why is that important to you? I get a lot of feedback. And since I've been in this business for about 10 years now, I've had a lot of conversations and I really understand what are the top reasons that people do locums. And on a surface level, like you know, the most common answer is I want a little bit extra money. But like I said, it goes deeper than that. So let's start with the number one reason why people love to do locum tenants work. I call this lifestyle design. This is to have more control over your time so that you have more ability to work when and where you want. This is where it gets really fun for me because I love being creative when it comes to lifestyle design. And uh, I wanted to share something that one of my favorite surgeons always says. Uh, he's a full-time locum tenens. He uh, he's a tra- triple board certified trauma surgeon, uh, does surgical critical care, general surgery, and uh, he has a fellowship in and and certification in colon and rectal. Uh, however, he's you know stays active in in the trauma setting. Um, he's got a beautiful estate up in New York, uh, with tons of acreage where he can go fishing and hunting on his own property, and then. Um, we send him out on locums assignments and and he has the the ability to work when and where he wants and on his own terms. So for him, what's really important is he wants to go, uh, you know, he wants time in February to go snowboarding and then uh, he wants to have time off to go hunting and he wants to have all the holidays off. And so uh, we've worked together for probably about eight years now. And whenever I call him up, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And his answer is, hey, Simon, I'm living the dream, living the dream. So uh, he's a great example of what's possible with locums. Now, you know, locums isn't for everybody, right? And, you know, if some, some people don't want to travel or they want a little bit more um, security in their job. But I, here's what I would say is like being in this business you know, security might be a little bit of a illusion and I'll get to that in number two. But anyways, back to this physician, it's really cool to see him live life on his own terms to create a lifestyle that works for him where he can work when and where he wants as much as he wants or as little as he wants. And, you know, it's just nice to see him be able to decline stuff or accept things that, that are what he vibes with, right? There's certain settings where he just does not want to go back and that's okay. And there's other settings that he loves, but it's nice to see that he always has the holiday. I don't even bother asking him about holidays. He hasn't worked holidays in years. And then, you know, he takes vacations on his own terms. And, you know, if it's, if, if I know about the assignment for far out enough, then he can block that out. But if it's close in, he can always say no because of other obligations. But that's what I call lifestyle design is just the ability to take control over your time and work when and where you want. 
Now let's go to number two. Uh, the second biggest reason why people do locums is they get fed up, right? Because sometimes people become a number. They become a victim of the hospital politics or perhaps it's you know downsizing or turning physicians into a number to affect the bottom line, work more so that the shareholders can make more money. And, you know, it's really unfortunate because the, the people on the ground, the heroes get squeezed by decisions that are often made in a boardroom that they probably don't see what's going on with the with how much these physicians are working. Uh, same goes for a practice. Sometimes a practice can be completely overwhelming and, you know, you have to manage this thing. You have to have employees. You have all this overhead and like ridiculous amounts of paperwork. And this can be a strain for a lot of people. So I'd say number two, the number two most common reason why people do locums is they want to escape the rat race of being either in a practice or the politics of being an employee. They want to take control of that and not have to be and not have to deal with that type of a, those two scenarios, right? And that's that can be incredibly liberating. Uh, some people I talk, I, I was at the American College of Surgeons last year. And it was, it's interesting because I was talking to some very, very successful physicians, but they were so bogged down with working so much, 60 to 80 hours per week, life is going by. They're missing out on some important occasions like with their kids, you know, going to those performances and being there. And yes, on the outside, very, very successful practice, but it's taking a lot of time and energy out of them. And it was so interesting because as I was describing how some locum tenens have created their own lifestyle out of it, they were just like, wow, I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't even know that exists. So I think, you know, it's it's good for a lot of people to be in a busy practice and a successful practice, but there's a point where people get, you know, they realize time's going by and you don't get that time back and they take more control over the, their situation. And that kind of goes back into number one, which is lifestyle design. Uh, number three is the obvious one. People want to make more money, and that could be various reasons, extra funds for family expenses. One of the physicians I work with, he is, you know, he's got a growing family, and he's starting up his practice, and he needs money from locums to offset that. Uh, we all know this topic. Inflation's been a big topic. Uh, we've had, you know, I think in 2022, we had uh, close to 10% inflation, right? So that means if you're making $300,000 a year, you need to be making, um, what, 430 to be the equivalent of that. That's a lot to offset, right? And, um, oh, I probably calculated that wrong, but, uh, more like 300 to 330,000. So like you have to make an extra $30,000 on top of what you were making last year just to break even and keep up with inflation. And if it's less than that, then you're actually going backwards, right? So uh, inflation's another one. Uh, paying for kids' wedding or school, that's a big one, right? I've got three kids and luckily <laughs> the oldest one's 10, but I know that down the road, that's gonna be something that I need to uh, be ready for. So I'm preparing and planning for that. Um, a lot of physicians too come out with a lot of debt from school, right? Uh, I don't know what it costs these days. I was talking to my dentist the other day and he was saying to come out of dental school, uh, you're, you're looking at about half a million dollars in debt, right? So um, physicians, they're going through uh, college, their undergrad, then medical school, then five years of residency and one to three years of fellowship. So by the time they enter the workforce, you know, a lot of time's gone by and then 
a lot of debt has accumulated. So I think that's a big one too, is paying off debt. Uh, and then you may have um, bills or loans uh, for your house or for living or, or um, growing your practice as well. So I think that's a big one as well. And then, you know, this is always a good one too, is just to pay off uh, or buy things that you want, right? I want to I wanna get a second home or I want to buy a, a new car or I want uh, to have some play rent money to spend uh, to, to, to have. Uh, or maybe I just want to pad the savings account. So that, that's kind of all the things that fall under raising additional funds. Number four is, this is a common one too, is transition into retirement. You know, I, I kind of mentioned this in number two, and maybe there wasn't political headwinds or, you know, the, the practice and the overhead. Maybe it's just like time where you want to shift gears a little bit, right? This is a very, very common reason. Like physicians are, you know, maybe mid fifties or sixties. And they're just like, you know what? I do want to continue working. I do want to continue making an impact, but I'm ready to shift gears down a little bit. I'm ready to take it down a couple notches. And so a lot of physicians will, uh, finish up their permanent obligations or sell their practice and then move into locums and work on their own time and their own schedule. And they're still making an impact. They're still bringing income in. They're not quite ready to retire, but it's just a very, very good transition into retirement. Uh, last one that I wanted to mention is uh, what I call try before you buy. So in the old days, it was like a surgeon would find a town, <laughs> build a practice, and stay there for their entire life. We all know that there are changing times. Like there's shifts on both ends of that. People don't want to be in a, a place for their whole entire life necessarily. And then also there's a lot of shifts that go on in healthcare and in those positions. So things move a lot differently than they used to. And sometimes uh, new grads will get out of the residency and sign on a three-year contract and be absolutely miserable. Sometimes it's great, but sometimes it, it isn't. And locums can be a really good way to go and try out a facility before you sign a big long contract, right? And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not even, they're not even intending to do that. Sometimes I'll have physicians that go on a locums assignment and they end up loving it and it becomes a good fit. And then we get a contract buyout from that. And, you know, it's very similar to a permanent position. But like I would say that I place probably close to as many physicians as, you know, the average perm recruiter uh, through locums. So that always opens up, up some new doors as well. And then I would kind of lump this in the same as well as sometimes surgeons want to keep a skill set. Maybe they are, um, you know, a little bit light. They've done a fellowship, you know, colon rectal fellowship or breast surgery fellowship, and they're primarily a general surgeon, but they want to keep their counts up. Maybe it's vice versa. Maybe they're, you know, a specialist, but they want to keep their general surgery counts active. So that's another scenario that I put under number five. Uh, hopefully this is giving you some new ideas and some new perspective, but you know, like I wanted you to hear what from other people, what they're doing, I guess not from other people, but through me. And like I said, in the future, I will be interviewing some physicians that I work with and having them share their own opinions and their stories with you. Now, as I wrap this up, here's the call to action. I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast. I will be diving into whatever it is that you want. Please send me a message if there's topics that you want to cover. This is the first episode. I've got plenty that are um, they're already scripted or not scripted out because I kind of free flow, but uh, a lot of topics that I want to cover for you. But please send me a message and let me know what you'd like to hear from me about and I will also promise to always give you very objection, uh, object, 
objective information about locums. This is not to sell you on anything, but to be a value add and answer some questions that you may have not even thought to ask through me. Now in the description, I'm going to pop in my email address. So if you do want to have a conversation about locums, then I'd love for you to talk with my, uh, with me or my associate. Uh, but you can also use that to send me a message if there's something that you would like me to cover on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll catch you on the next episode.